0: Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. What are you doing? Sun in the sky, you know how I feel.
1: Okay, stop! What are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, I was actually just singing with my new voice. I have a new singing voice because I haven't got my voice back. It never came back properly. So this is my new voice, everyone, and I hope you like it. And if you don't, and you've decided good you're, on be a, sol-
1: <laughs> you're be a sultry star, yeah,
0: I was really proud of myself. No, I literally, really I know uh, it wasn't, but I was um, just having to warm up my voice because it's actually not even seven o'clock, and Soph and I are in a car and in the pod and doing our intros and we have beforehand in other podcasts had really croaky voices and I still have one so that didn't really help. (laughs) How are you? I'm really good thank you. How have you been this week? Actually it's been really strange. I have had a really quiet week work-wise and for once I have been bored. I haven't seen you. I haven't done like anything in particular and when I got to Tuesday, I was like, I feel a little bit bored. Like I know I could be doing stuff, but I felt like the stuff that I usually do and I whinge because I'm so busy, I wasn't. And so I was like, oh, so I think it's nice to know that no matter what you're doing, I'm never going to be happy. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: I didn't think that's what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, like, it's nice to know I love the things that I do do that keep me busy. Yes, that is what I said. So, no, tell me, so you felt bored. Was that a nice feeling or a bad feeling?
0: It was a really nice feeling. Oh, good. Yeah, to actually feel like I didn't have to do anything in particular and I could just actually, you know, Do nothing. I could have picked up a book if I really wanted to, but I didn't. But you didn't.
1: Yeah. No, I think this week's been nice because like, I guess we'll explain it for the listeners. Like often we do record every week, but we recorded this episode last week. And so we haven't recorded this week, but I think it's been really nice because I've missed you and I've missed recording. And I think it's sometimes nice. I think it's sometimes like when your partner goes away and you miss them and you're like, Oh (laughs) no, like I do really love you. And I love what we have together. And I do choose to be with you. And yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's like sometimes when you're in the grind of it, you don't even have time to think like, Am I loving what yeah, I That's which of really true. I love what we do. But I think sometimes it is nice to, you know, miss things and then go, oh no, I, I really love that aspect of my life.
0: And we got one million listens this week. Yes.
1: Thank you so much, everyone. We hit a million listens for our podcast, which is just such a Huge milestone milestone for us. We cannot believe we're here. So thank you everyone for listening.
0: So was your boredom your high of the week? No, my boredom was, (laughs) well, let's put that in there. Yeah, my boredom was the high of the week. The low was, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I... You've been having stomach issues? No, not this week. (laughs) (laughs) There's always something. No, this week or, la- yeah, no, la- the end of last week, I was mopping the floor with my slippers, and I slipped haha, slipped with my slippers, and went to fall backwards, but instead of actually falling on the floor, I pulled every muscle in my back, including my hip, and I've pulled it an inch out. And I thought I'd be okay, but it's been so hard that I haven't been able to, like, walk properly. I've been really tight in my, I mean, my back. And, (laughs) yeah, so I've had to go and walk out, not do F45. I've been walking. And I have been, I saw a osteo and they tried to massage it out and try and fix me up like an old granny that I am. No offense to any of the old grannies out there. But yeah, so that happened and I'm feeling a bit better now. But um, that was my definite low of the week. I love that you posted on
1: Instagram and it was just like a blanket, like just don't mop, don't bother because (laughs) um, no one fucking cares, no one notices. Everyone get a Meryl Streep. just comes home and pisses, like. I will say I've had...
0: Sophie, your high every week now is going to be Meryl Sweep. (laughs) I promise
1: I won't go on about Meryl Sweep. And for those that don't know, Meryl Sweep is my robot vacuum. I promise I won't go on about her every week. But this week for the first time I did use her mop function. And a good thing about her mop function is it's not a super wet mop. So you can basically walk on the floors as soon as she's... Mops well, like yeah. it's not really wet. And look, I'm going to put it out there. Her mopping and vacuuming is not the same as if a human did it. But I don't care because I'm the human that does it and I'm not having to do it.
0: <laughs> and with that mop, do you? Because I used to put hot water in there with a little bit of an essential oil. And I know they say don't. Well, that's actually probably why mine's broken.
1: <laughs> but it literally says specifically on it not to add anything to the water. <laughs> okay. So okay, okay, okay.
0: don't even talk to me. But that was a good idea because it made the floors dry up even faster. And I feel like hot water. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's a really good idea until you're very much. Yeah, mine's broken,
0: <laughs> so no comment at all. Now, the
1: high of my week was Poppy got her cast off. Yeah, Pops. It was only two weeks in a full leg cast, but that was long enough for us. It did take her a few days to start walking again. She kind of, for two or so days after, just wanted to continue bum shuffling. I think she was a bit scared, no. um, more so than the pain. Yeah. And then she did one day where she, like, ran around all day, had a dance party in our lounge room And then the next morning she woke up and decided she wasn't going to walk
0: again. Oh, so she's faked it again. (laughs) I think she liked the attention.
1: Well, I think she just like really tired it out in one day. So then the next day I think she was like, might just go back to my butt for a day. Until I took her to daycare and there was this cool like balancing section they had outside and it was like all multicoloured and she's like, I want to give that a go. And suddenly she could walk fine again. So that was definitely a high.
0: Oh, good. Glad she's back on too legs. Yeah. And the low of the week is I just, I feel
1: like I've been really impatient this week. I like with the girls. Are you me? I'm trying to get out of it because when I'm in it, I'm just like, Oh, stop being a grouchy bitch. But I've just like... Oh, I'm just such a broken record. I know I've said it so many times, but Goldie's age is so hard. Da, da, da. I just find her age so hard. And I thought I'd reached the age with Poppy that I was like, nah, you are like my mate and I can take you wherever I want. You know, like you're just like a little, like a little mate now. Like mm. I can take, like, you know, normally I can take her to the shops. No worries. Take her to a cafe. No stress. She just sits there. Like her age now I can take out for dinner and it's no stress. And then I took her to the supermarket yesterday. And what sicko decided to put those like cars and claw machines out the front of supermarkets? They're assholes. They're
0: They're actual fucking
1: assholes. And if I, it's the same people that put sugar on
0: Lego in front of the checkout.
1: Yes. See, she's never had an issue with that and we managed to get through the whole supermarket, you know, with minimal breakdowns. I got her a yogurt and da-da-da-da. Anyway, we leave and she's like, I want to go on the claw. I'm like, okay, you can have a turn of the claw. I swipe my phone on it. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> I swipe my phone on it again. It doesn't work. I said, Poppy, darling, we've used $4 and it doesn't work. And she's like, okay, I want to go on the fishing machine. And I was like, okay, I'll give the fishing machine one try and it did work. And then she breaks down because we're not going back on the fishing machine again, and then she breaks down because we can't use the claw again. I'm like, how much of my money do you want me to siphon down this bloody claw? (laughs) And it's not working, and she she doesn't understand what $4 is yet. Like, she's like, just try again. I'm like, no.
0: (laughs) I, and not to make, like, I know you've been there, but not to make you feel like, oh, I'm going to get no reprieve, I thought I was in two-year toddler tantrums about five months ago. And no, 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 Yumi has completely refreshed me of how much we are in them now. She screams blue murder 24-7 about absolutely everything. She opens the freezer now, finds icy poles, and if you try and tell her no, she's just like out of control. And I'm just Mm. uh, like I understand the whole grumpy mentality because you just get so exhausted by having these like you're pretty much having a debate with your baby all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like it's okay to feel like that because you are just non-stop arguing and debating and trying to get a solution out of the whole situation and you sometimes don't. I know.
1: I just feel like I follow Goldie around or she follows me around and I'm just like putting out these mini fires all day. But then her personality that is coming through is so delicious and cute and I just love it so then I'm just like oh fuck you're being such a bitch like stop just let her
0: blossom and let her be a hurricane if she wants to but it's just like oh my god anyway it's easier said than done but we should not be complaining really because today we have a super I'm not going to say super mama because some people don't like that. but Including you. You've told me I'm calling yeah, you a super mama. <laughs> I hate it. All right, let me rephrase. We have a, a incredible mother of five boys. Yep. Five. Her outlook is
1: so amazing. But before we get there, we want to hear a lowbrow mum hack.
0: Okay, I've got it. And I actually have it. I did it this week and everyone was like, Jade, that is a mum hack. And I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I'd done something good. (laughs) I can't believe it. Someone actually did the mum hack after I did it and she was like, it's an absolute game changer. So here it is, ladies and gents, if you're listening and want to do it, because you probably should. I had a crap weekend where Yumi was pissing everywhere. She's actually gone back to We had to put pull-ups on her. It's winter, she's pissing everywhere, she's pissing on everyone's bed, she's pissing in clothes, she's just taking her things off. She's a piss party everywhere and I'm sick of it. So I know that the sleep teacher's like, oh, no, the sleep teacher, wow, where am I, Jade? I know that we were told with potty training we shouldn't actually, you know, put them on the nappies and the blah, blah, blah. I have three kids. It is my decision. We are doing that. We're still <laughs> going to the toilet, but I am reducing in winter the amount of washing. But on the Jade, way-
1: stop making justifications. No one else is mad at you. Okay. It's fine. Okay,
0: I'm a little bit. I'm punishing myself. What kind
1: of judgmental community do you think
0: we have? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm trying to. <laughs> no one's going to come <laughs> for you with
1: pitchforks because you tried to stop your child from pissing. I know, all but over what if they
0: see? The thing is, I don't want people to be like because I was like ah in one episode. My daughter's toilet trained, ish. And then they see her in nappies. They're like, that girl's full of shit. Well, yes, I am. But you are full <laughs> of shit, so it's
1: fine. Move on. <laughs> yes,
0: but not completely. So anyway, she's back in pull-ups because I can't be bothered and neither can she. And I took all the washing because we had about seven, like including the Dunas and stuff, we had like seven baskets. I took it into a laundry mat. It took me all up one hour to wash and dry. And then I folded it while I was there and it came back and I just popped it in everybody's cupboards, put the beds back on. And it was an absolute game changer because if I was at home, I would have had to go back and forth, back and forth. I'd get, you know, pissed off because I was doing something else. Instead, I went for a walk in between it being washing and then I came back And it dried. And then I went and did a few shopping things and came back. And all in all, it was just a really good thing if you are overloaded with washing. So another mum, I went and did it, and she's like, and it was fantastic there was a bottle loan next door. I grabbed alcohol on my way home. So I highly recommend. She wasn't just sitting in the laundromat getting lit. No, actually not a bad idea. You should actually get all your mama friends to do the same and have a big How party. Good. I know.
1: Oh, that is such a good idea.
0: Yes. And what do you have? Do you have a mum hack or do you have a rude or fabulous? I have a rude
1: or fabulous for us today, but I do love that mum hack. How
0: much more does it cost if you leave it there and they do it for you? Well, actually, Actually, so I think the basket, I mean, it's Byron Bay. It's probably like $50 billion, but it's per basket. I think, what did she say? It was something like $26 a basket. Yeah, but I can't, I, I think it would have been cheaper if I did it, to be honest. Oh, this is a controversial,
1: rude or fabulous. Ooh. All right. I'll be interested to hear what you think. So a bit of background. I don't put photos of my kids on social media. This is obviously someone else. (laughs) Everyone's like, okay, you're full of shit too. Okay, so I'm reading someone else's message. Okay, That's my personal choice. I have a three and a one-year-old and have never posted a photo of my kids on my socials. Totally don't judge anyone who does. Good. I actually (laughs) love seeing my friends' kids doing funny things, but that's just me. Last week, my father-in-law posted a photo of himself and his wife and my two kids and their other two grandkids on Facebook on his birthday. Outstanding response. Everyone thinks my kids are adorable, of course, but I am pretty mad that he did it without asking. And I unfortunately have no boundaries with my in-laws, so I haven't even said anything.
0: Mm. What's your thoughts? Um, It's really hard because I, one, I'm okay with it, so I can't get my headspace into that. And also if my, like they're the grandparents, which they pretty much have like four friends on Facebook, let's be serious. (laughs) (laughs) And then, no offence, everybody. they have got Karen, Sandra and Barbara. I knew Karen (laughs) and Bill. And so I just... I don't know. I, I think that it's fabulous because they love the grandkids so much that they wanted to do it and they wanted to show mm. everyone because they were proud. So I would have said fabulous.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, I mean, it depends on the person and what discussions you've had with them before about your decision not to put your kids on social media. Like your father-in-law may never have even noticed that you've made that conscious choice and it may have been a very innocent mistake that he's just gone oh, this is a cute photo of me on my birthday, like going to put it up. So I think that, I mean, without knowing him, I feel like the intentions probably weren't bad. They weren't out to get but you. But if, you know, it's it's we're in a day and age where people are taking photos all the time and uploading them on social media. So I think that if, and you have a right to say that you don't want your kids on social media, that's absolutely fine. But I think if you've made that decision, you probably have to be comfortable with having that discussion with people or photos are going to slip through the cracks and make it to social media. Yeah, I agree. It's like that situation when you have a baby and you invite people to the hospital and you haven't like put it on social media yet and you feel awkward being like,
0: um, please
1: don't post that until I post. But it probably is like a oh, grandparent and they like, have three followers on Instagram. What about
0: you when you like post like me with three chins when we're FaceTiming and you just post them up Oh no, that's fabulous. Oh, okay, cool. I'm yeah, glad no, you, that's different. I'm glad you think so. <laughs>
1: All right, let's get into today's episode. We chatted to the incredible Eliza Jackson, mama of five boys. She also tells us a bit about her free birth with her fifth son, which was really interesting and I hadn't heard much about before and just generally about how the F she gets through life and she was such a calming I thought you got to say something
0: else. No, but do you know what she told me? She said that her grandma was watching we were on a TV Doco on ABC last week, and her grandma was like, "Oh, Eliza, there was some two really like lovely girls. um You should follow them on Instagram. They blah 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 blah." And she's like, "Grandma, I did a podcast with them. It's coming out. How cute is that?" And she talks about her relationship with her grandma in it, yeah. and gets really choked
1: up. So I hope that grandma, grandma. And Eliza, if you're listening, you're a legend, and we love you. Yes, and thanks
0: for <laughs> listening.
1: Eliza Jackson, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and taking the time to chat to us too. That's a mission in itself. i can't you've got time. Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about yourself and your beautiful big family.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I have five boys Caleb, Eli, Leo, Solly, and Albie. Caleb's my eldest. He's eight in October, and Albie is like seven or eight weeks old now. And can we yeah. ask, are you done or do you think there's more? Well, my there's husband got a sure. to me. Ah. I wish there was more. I'm going to have to get a new husband because he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I would have so many children. I have no idea why. I just really enjoy it. But he was like, he was done at three and I was like, come on, one more. And he was like, all right, well, he was one of four. So he was like, okay, we'll go one more. And he was definitely done at four. And then when Solly was 12 months old, we went on a camping trip um, and a six-week holiday, and I came back pregnant. Oh. And then it was really, really, really dumb. <laughs> and were you kind of stoked? Oh, we were so excited. I remember, like, we were driving back from Queensland. It was pouring down with rain. We were meant to take a week to get home. And I did a test, but I messaged my two girlfriends, and they were like, yeah, you're definitely pregnant. And I'm like, "Well, oh, but it doesn't really, like, it's not really saying, like, given me too much. And then I got home and did a digital one and I just ran out the backyard and I jumped on him. I'm like, yeah, we're having another baby. And he was really happy. <laughs> but he's he like, happy. let me
1: just make an appointment at the same time. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Well, he was meant to get it done in June and I was never on board with it. I was like, why do you have to do that? It's so permanent. And then I said, well, if I fall pregnant between now and October, you can get it done in October because that was the next appointment. And he's like, all right, deal. And I was pregnant before we even had that conversation wow. really. Can I ask
0: a serious question? Do you get morning sickness with any of your pregnancies?
2: <laughs> all of them. Oh, it wow. was so, yeah, like I was really unwell with all five boys. Like just, I don't even know how I coped.
1: Yeah, but if it you've was had just... five babies in like eight or so years, you've felt pretty sick for the past eight years.
2: <laughs> Being pregnant for like four hundred weeks or something. Wow! Like, yeah, it's um, yeah.
1: And <laughs> so, okay, so gone. you've had five in about eight years.
2: So, what are the age gaps of the boys? I fell pregnant with Eli when Caleb was six months old, and then we had a bit of a gap because we got married. Both opposed to me in that time period um and then I was actually pregnant at my wedding I was eight weeks pregnant at my wedding so we didn't even make it to the wedding <laughs> and I was pregnant <laughs> and I was also pregnant on my hen's weekend but I didn't know it that's why so I skydiving yeah yeah he's great he's the wildest of them all and <laughs> yeah we know why <laughs> and then <laughs> there's about 20-22 months between the other so Leo and Solly and Solly and Albie Sorry, our our (laughs) doors are like wide open
0: and we're just shaking our head in disbelief at you. And also, yeah, I want to commend you, but also I feel like I should never complain again. Like all I do is whinge about having three children and here you are with five boys with a smile on your face, a baby on your boob, and you're just (laughs) really happy. Not that I'm not, but you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. The most comment, like the most comment that I hear all the time, and I'm just trying to embrace it now because it used to make me feel really awkward, was that people would be like, you do it so easy. You do it so natural. It just looks so calm. And I'm like, I had no idea what that looks like, like to other people. So now I am like, I just do it. I have no choice. I chose this life. (laughs) And, but
1: like, do you find it overwhelming at times?
2: I was actually talking to about this the other day. So I rarely get to a point where I'm done. It takes like uh, this week I've just been like solo parenting, which was really cool that you guys asked me to come in today because I am like, oh, well, I've just done it by myself for a week. Maybe it had um, shifted the dynamics in the house. But the more in-depth I go, the easier it comes to me, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: it does. Um, it's like when my husband goes away, I feel like I have to be on. And I just have like every, I actually feel like I'm a better parent, better person when he's away because I feel like I've got all these jobs and elements to do. And then when he comes back, I sort of slob around and I'm, well, I don't, but I, I just sort of go, oh. You
1: kind of immerse yourself into it and you're so present in it because you've kind of got no other choice. Like you don't let there be other distractions, whereas the days where I find parenting even two children really difficult it's the days that I look back and I'm like oh it's because you were trying to do like all Mm -hmm. these other things that aren't even necessarily important and no wonder your kids were being ratty. they were just wanting your attention
2: yeah like this weekend I had two days so Saturday and Sunday and on Saturday it was really cold and rainy and windy outside And I had to do my little boys play soccer. So I took them to soccer and then we come home and I let them watch a movie because we have no iPads or no TV in our home or anything like that. We just have one computer, (laughs) one computer (laughs) that has movies on Google Movies. (laughs) That's all we've got. And why is that? I really noticed the difference in them and myself when I allow them to go and numb out on like not that they have but even a movie so like on sad day I let them watch two movies back to back because I was like and I actually fell asleep because I was so tired um so they're watching a movie I was curled up with Abby and um I had a nap and Sully was asleep and Leah was asleep and my sister was coming over to visit us and that night to get them to bed it was just bedlam like they were so out of tune with themselves they were like testing us to the point where like I was like I just give up go to bed whenever you want and then yesterday (laughs) just go and pass out wherever you can find a spot that was me on Saturday night and then yesterday I was like I'm not they're not having it today because I just couldn't believe the kind of fight that I had the night before and they were just amazing all day like they got up in the morning we had breakfast together we all had a big bath together like we just lived together and then you've just got to be present
0: don't you when you don't have the tv and social iPads and things like that
2: yeah like and and I know there's a time and a place for everything too like I definitely feel like when this is just in our home like if we go somewhere like my little Caleb and Eli love going to my cousin's house to race him on a game or something and I know that when they go there they do that and I let them do that because there's that balance it's Mm -hmm. not just like complete no it's yeah it just kind of makes our life a lot simpler and even when we're at cafes and stuff i want them to know that there's a like a certain way we act when we're at a cafe and only a month ago i got up mid meal and left everything and i got in the car because leo threw a plastic straw at me <laughs> and i was like no you don't treat me like that <laughs> so we got up Good yeah, <laughs> And how
1: would you so, say like your experience of motherhood or the way that you parent differs now from when you had like one child, for example? Like do you feel like because you have five children you have to parent be really differently to like I think it's Caleb who's your eldest?
2: Yeah, definitely. And that's the biggest learning point that I'm in right now is that Caleb and Eli are their own person. They They make their own choices. Like I'm at a point now where I'm trying to break that like Bo always says cut the cord Liz like like, cut the cord because I try and make choices for them based on what I think is good for me but I need to just let them like make their own choices so then they they know that there is a choice to be made and then I can kind of guide them into what's a better choice and when we know better we do better and all of that so that's really I'm in that now and that's really challenging
0: but even, I mean, like
1: the way that you, not necessarily based on their age, but for example, like I've always thought that I want like three or four kids and the longer I go with two kids, the more I think it's probably going to stop at three kids. But I've always kind of thought if I was to ever go from three to four, the way I would have to parent would be so different different because there's no way that you can like constantly be watching them or like you oh, know yeah. there's different sacrifices you have to make because you've got so many kids isn't and that, that
0: kind of thing isn't that where the term or oh, it's a third child or the fourth child comes from because you do you just you have less like responsibility on those kids and they sort of like just like, like Lord of the range. is it a bit Lord of
2: the Flies? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like that. My uh, my friends always say we don't even know how all your children are still alive, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, they just do their thing. Like we go places, and I have a lot of trust in the two older boys now, which I've just had to. And yeah, you can't be watching them all the time. Like our gate on our home has a big, massive chain on it, and it's pinned with a like car trailer pin, so they can't open it and get out and I'll be inside and they're outside and I don't follow them around. Like I can't I can't follow them around all the time. Um, It would be incredibly hard to
0: be a helicopter parent to five kids, wouldn't it? Oh. It's impossible. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've had a like I've had to let a lot go in the last three years. Like and I've parents so differently been like even I was a child myself when I was 19, navigating that whole world of motherhood and now being 27 and having all of them. Yeah, there's a lot that I'm like. Wonder where Leo is. Like, I haven't heard him for half an hour. Better go find him. <laughs> and how were your
0: births? Were they all different?
2: Um, so, I had five natural births and I was induced with Solly. So, he was my only um, induction. All of my other births went spontaneously. Caleb was born premature. So, it was really traumatic. And Eli was a beautiful birth. He was actually two, three pounds heavier than. Caleb and it was a lot easier birthing him being almost nine pound than birthing bit of this momentum little, yeah a bit of gravity <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then Leo really traumatic pregnancy but all in all, nice birth. And then I had Albie at home. So he was a, it was a really beautiful end and closure to that chapter.
1: And tell us a bit about your birth with Albie, because I know that you were hoping to have a free birth. Did that end up happening? And can you tell our listeners what that is and why you wanted
2: that? Yeah. So it did end up happening. And it was oh, like, I just, every time I got to talk about it, it almost takes my breath away because Albie's birth was euphoric. Like it was just, I never even, like, it was half an hour before he was born and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'm in labour. Like, it was not this, it was very slow and the contractions weren't, they weren't, like, exactly four minutes apart. Like, we, I went for a drive and I had, like, four and 20-minute drive and then I had two on the way back and that was to take the boys to school, um, which was my biggest regret because they really wanted to be there, but I didn't know if I was in labour or not. And a free birth is when you birth on your own terms and it's just... <laughs> You deciding um, where um, you want Sophie's not birth.
0: fighting. It's actually the baby. Just <laughs> yeah. in, and the baby's making little noises in it's case everyone's wondering.
2: <laughs> Continue. Um, just had to clear that up. Yes, yeah, and I um I did that because I had a dream that I birthed him at home, and to birth outside the hospital system, it costs a lot of money. And we were looking at about $7,000. And you also have to, you have to gel with the person that you want, I think, to, well, for me, to actually birth that baby. So if you're going to pay that kind of money, you really want to make sure it's someone that, yeah, that really aligns with you and your values and listens to you. And I just felt with my other birth that I thought that that was the only way to birth. And it just proved when I voiced my, like where I wanted to birth Albie to my GP, he told me it was unsafe and he said he doesn't support home births. And it was at that moment that I needed to really think about what that meant for Albie and I. And I spoke to my husband about it, who was not on board with it at all in the beginning because... Like, I think when you mention to people, oh, I'm having a birth and there's not going to be anyone there. Like if something goes wrong, it really, it really makes people question, why would you put yourself in that situation? Why would you do that? But I feel like when you, we've got so many distractions, when you really dive into your own self and intuition and ask yourself, what do I want for myself and my baby? That's just what kept coming up. It was just constant. It was like, I envisioned it. I felt it. I knew that that's how, he would be born and I don't know I don't even know how I do that but yeah Mummy it comes to me really yeah it come to me really strongly and then three weeks before that I went into like a false labor and I ended up in hospital and it was just really traumatic they told me they wanted to keep me there for like until I birth which was three weeks later so I would have been sitting there for three weeks in a perfectly healthy condition away from my other four boys and my husband and my support team, really. And when we left there, my husband just looked at me and he said, I want to support what you feel you you want to do. And then, yeah, we just kind of rode out that three weeks because that was hectic. It was so stop and start from that. Um, and then, yeah, I woke up at 4am in the morning, and I had a show and yeah, I had him in the shower at home and he came out and was very alive straight away and happy to be born and I did a lot of reading too I should add that in like I didn't yeah. just wing it like it was I did a lot of reading through books and I've learned so much like it sounds crazy to some people but I actually learned so much through Instagram like there's so many people out there now speaking sharing stories there's so much knowledge in the world and yeah I was reading. There's so much
1: information out there that can be an incredible thing and then also bad thing but I guess in something that's maybe like a bit niche like what you did it kind of gives you the opportunity to connect with other people that have had that experience
2: 100% and just making sure your information is like that you get is genuine it's not Mm. just from someone like myself I would never recommend anyone to free birth I would just never recommend anyone to birth the way I birthed in general though because I feel like it's such a you you know what you want and for someone to recommend something like that to someone, I just feel like it might direct them in a direction that they don't feel comfortable doing.
1: And then what happens after you gave birth?
2: So I was, I sat in the shower and then I got out and I wanted to do the. Um, Who was physiological- there? So my sister actually she was at work and she said to me, She's like, Are you in labor? I said, and I finally just said to her, Yes, I am. Like it was the first, she was the first person I said, yes, I am. Like I couldn't believe that I was actually it was actually happening after so many false starts. So she came in and she was still in her work clothes and She was sitting at, like she said, when I walked in, she walked in at 11 o'clock, around 11. And she said, I looked up at her and she was like, you were just like, fuck, please help me. (laughs) She's like, and then you put your head back down. My husband was walking around doing things and my mum. So my mum came to just support Bo really. So he could then be with me when the time comes. And then 11 minutes later, Abby was here and like I when I, I could feel his head coming out and I spoke to myself I'm like "Breathe him out Liz like I remember hearing myself say that out loud and then yeah his head slowly came out and it's kind of just sat there for about oh I have no idea time just doesn't exist when you're birthing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then his little and I actually I did put my hand down there to check if there was a cord around his neck so just to feel if there was anything I could feel which I couldn't and then yeah I just breathed his body out, and Bo reckons he's never seen my reflexes. So, like, he's like, I didn't even think I touched him. Like, he's like, You scoop me up straight to your chest. And yeah, he was here. And then I got out of the bath, and then I um, delivered the placenta, and that missed the bowl, so Bo had to scoop it up with his hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you I gotta make like, sure there's one job left for him <laughs> yeah. if you've got the baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, You're like my Thank pleasure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. And then um and then I got back in the shower and just washed myself down and just stood there. And yeah, he just kind of we just kept an eye on him and rang the hospital in town and just said that we had a baby at home and we need to come up to grab some paperwork. And they were like, Yep, yeah, no worries. See you guys soon everything's all good and yeah but I was like yep everything's all good. And do
1: you think part of the reason you were able to have such faith in yourself and your baby was because it was your fifth birth or do you think if you had had this calling in another pregnancy you probably would have done it then too? Was it more the calling or the like I've done this five times I feel ready?
2: It was definitely I think having a fifth child like you just you know yourself and also, a lot to do with, like, I've never been so, I feel like I've done a lot of, like, trying to, well, trying to be a good person so then my boys can see that I'm doing the best I can, really. And having that self-awareness, like, just trust in yourself and, yeah, that was a real big part of it, too. But I feel like I would have loved to have, out of all my pregnancies... Solly and Caleb were the only two that I wouldn't have been able to have at home.
0: And how does your body and pelvic floor feel after having so many babies?
2: So Naturally. I, <laughs> yeah. So with Leo, I couldn't jump and I could not literally hold any kind of like my bladder was just I feel like I didn't do the work. Um, Sorry, can you I remind just...
1: us what number he is? Sorry. <laughs> like not in a rude funny. way but like no. I just can't remember the exact Order. Yeah, no, child. it's fine. Children. I can't remember
2: half the time. <laughs> yeah, so he's our third baby. Yep. um Thank you. But uh, in between, I really like. I reached out and I did the work on my pelvic floor, and I made sure that I even just like before bed, I would just like plank and stuff, like just kind of just little things. And I love being outside. I love being active, like not active as in right, like in the gym or anything like that but just mowing the lawn and stuff I never stopped doing that yeah (laughs) girl mow that lawn (laughs) hey hey
0: I the other day said I know this is a bit off topic but I said to my husband when I retire I just want to hedge lawns and I just want to like trim trees and do all this and he was like you could do it now if you want and I was like can you come to my house and do
1: mine because that is like a job that Nick and I have zero interest in it's so
2: therapeutic isn't it I love it. Like I actually, Bo hasn't mowed the lawn in probably like four years. Like he's just like, she just loves it. There's <laughs> just like, constantly
1: this like pregnant or breastfeeding woman just mowing the lawn.
2: I just, I was out there. That's how you like, bring on your like, labour. Yeah, well, that's what happened when I ended up in hospital. I mowed the lawn that day and she, when I walked in, she goes, people come in and it's usually when they've mowed the lawn or they've done like a workout and I'm like, <laughs> oh, i mowed the lawn today. <laughs> but yeah, no. So this time though, I've really ate really good foods and nourished myself and I've had a lot of support from like my beautiful friends around me too like I feel like everyone should have that kind of support so it's allowed me to rest I haven't overdone it I haven't tried to do things I haven't tried to like get back to any size I haven't thought about my body I just like feel so comfortable how I am and everything will just come as it needs to come and yeah, I did start exercising this week and I felt really good. And they said they couldn't believe that I still had that kind of strength and bone, I've had sex too. And that (laughs) it's fine. Like he said that we waited though like i read that you should wait. It's funny reading that you should wait because i don't think like I feel like Please anyone wants to. just send me yeah. that book and i'll just yeah. be like i read no it in a book to... yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. says to wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we waited and yeah, like everything just feels like i feel like this is the best i've ever felt though. And i do put that down to do support and just resting like we just had a baby, like just rest and ask for help and yeah pelvic floor
1: aside how do you have sex with your husband (laughs) with five children and and you mow the lawns like he's a lucky man like timing wise (laughs) like how
0: do you have
2: the energy
1: where do you go to get away (laughs) from them
2: We have a lock on our bathroom door. It's really beneficial for us. But every time the boys are asleep, he'll come to me like it's really funny because I giggle like a child. <laughs> yeah, like he...
1: a look in his <laughs> eyes. Yeah, no, like
2: <laughs> he just comes to look in his eyes. He's like, Oh, the boys are asleep. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, we try and jump on any opportunity we can, but it's hard because I feel like you've got to really feel like it and sometimes I'm mid doing something and he'll walk out and be like Sully's asleep and Albie's asleep and I'll be like yeah and like
1: (laughs) do you (sighs) want to come
2: inside
1: and sometimes (laughs) um, there's just other things you want to do
2: oh yeah like that's like no offense but that's like sometimes the last thing on my like mind when the kids are asleep I'm like I could just sit down and nap myself or totally but yeah, there's a, it's just like it's. you just got to jump on every opportunity you get, really.
0: And how is your relationship with five children and the hustle and bustle? Like, have you had to go through highs and lows? I mean, I'm sure you have. But how overall? Because it, it sounds like you guys are, like, about to have a six. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Minus the vasectomy. I
0: know, but you never know. They can slip on through in the early days.
2: Well, Bo hasn't gone back to see if it works. So I'm like, see? I'll be the test. I'm the test dummy. <laughs> yeah but I've never been oh I sound so cheesy but I really haven't been any more in love with Bo than what I am now like we just I feel like we're the real team together we understand he's done parental leave twice so he understands the workload like and the mental load like of just being at home all day with the kids like he gets home from work and he's straight into it he greets me always first with like a big hug and kiss yeah and he's just like what can I do to help you do you want to go and have a shower is there anything you want to do like he's really I can't say a bad thing about him and I know that that probably sucks to a lot of women because I do hear a lot of women whinge about their husbands and they're like, oh, he never does this, but get a new husband if he doesn't do that. <laughs> like you need someone to show up for you if you've got two it children, really should one be child.
1: The, yeah, it really should be the bare minimum.
2: It should be. Like, and he, yeah, but I feel like he's, the way his attitudes come from is he just knows. Like he's been there when I went back to work full time for four months, I'd come home and he's like, oh, man. He's yeah. like, please, like, um, I just want a beer and go for a shower. I'm like, it's all good. Like, I get it. So, yeah, he really gets it. And he's really hands-on with the boys. Like, I think he loves it just as much as I do, secretly. Like, he always wanted a big family. He's from a big family himself. He's got three younger brothers. He's the oldest of four. <gasps> boys everywhere. Yeah. So and you that's have why a sister. I've... And I have a sister, yeah. <laughs> and a little brother. I do have a little brother too. But, yeah, so... And he was always like that. Like before I met him, they'd be like they used to call him like Unky Bo and King of the Teens because he just would be at like engagement parties and he'd be off playing with all the kids and wrestling them. And, yeah, and he's like that now. Like if we go anywhere, he just goes and helps out anywhere he can. Like he'll play games with them and, yeah, I don't know if he really loves it or not, but (laughs) he knows that it makes it easier. And how long were you guys
0: together before you had your first child?
2: Like two weeks really um yeah yeah Well, we were like when you know you know we're playing tango with like we didn't the first time we like had that kind of intimate time together we went to Sydney that's when I felt pregnant and like a month before that yeah I just went to uni I was in uni becoming a midwife like it was just and I was pregnant and I was 19 I was like oh my god like And he was a party animal back then too. Like anyone that knows him, they're like, we can't believe how he is now because he was just so untamable. He never had a girlfriend really. No, actually he never had a girlfriend before me. Like he was just wild.
1: (laughs) Were you even at the official girlfriend boyfriend stage?
2: Well, it was Facebook official, right? So,
0: Did you guys get pregnant via Facebook? Because I feel (laughs) like you guys could get pregnant no matter what.
2: We just held hands and, yeah, baby was. That was it. That's how babies are made. Wow. And how did he take the
1: news and how did you take the news when you found out you were pregnant?
2: I was more shocked than him. Like he was just like, yeah, okay, we're having a baby. And I was like, what? Like really? Like we're having a baby? How old is he? Sorry. He's six and a half, seven years older than me. So he's a bit older. But, yeah, and he was like, yeah, he was I think 26 at the time, 25 at the time, Yeah, Um, just bought a house that following year so he felt like that he was in a position where he could support me and a child but I was just like I've just started uni I just bought my first car it's not big enough for a baby seat let alone a prayer like what am I doing and it was a shock (laughs) but yeah he was like more for it than me I think that I was the one that yeah was like oh I'm pregnant whoa
1: and then you got the bug and no one could stop you
2: <laughs> I know, like people are like do you know how you get pregnant
1: so this morning I was getting ready to come to Jade's house and I literally could barely open the door to my laundry like I have found the increase in laundry from one child to two children is out of this world how do you do it? Do you have help? Do you have it like a housekeeper? How fairy? D- no, tips, I tricks?
2: wish I did. I wish I did. Um, where we live, our support is very limited, so it's just Bo and I. And oh, yesterday, it was just constant. And winter gets me real good because everyone's wearing extra layers. Everyone's yeah. in like so. Like if I leave the washing for three days, there's like. 28 pairs of pants that need to be washed times shirts times everything but yeah we wash we have to wash every day and we delay the washing machine at night so when I get up in the morning there's a load ready to be hung out and then I can put another load in so it's like finding hacks like that yeah (laughs) make it we can survive it and I do like I wash all our bed linen once a week which is usually on a Sunday if it's not raining and but yeah the washing is next level no help just little things like delays and just like one after another and I'll dry things as well like if it's like if it's a miserable day I do have a dryer.
0: And do you find that you have quite a lot of structure and routine in your life so everything flows?
2: Oh it's actually opposite it's like I wish I could have some kind of routine but I've never had nap routines. I've never had any routine. Like I'm a Sagittarius as well. So like I just can't handle the thought of being confined to anything.
0: Which is probably why you're so relaxed because that's how you
2: roll. Definitely. And I say that when people say to me, you make it look so easy. I'm like, but I just love, I go hundred mile an hour and I get, I thrive on it. Like I just go and go and go and yeah And but when I do like I recognize as well when I need to stop like I'll go all right I need to pull the reins I just need 10 minutes like and just stop everything but yeah no routine no nap times the kids just have to live around us really and but that's what works for us too I know Mm. that yeah I know that that would be chaos to some people because some people need like get up in the morning but I will say that this year with school, like school changes everything. Mm. Oh my god! Like I it's never hectic, realized, isn't it? It's harder. Oh. It's so much harder. It's so much harder. Like people, are like oh, my children are off to school. I'm like, it's like trying to organize two people for a job interview every single day oh my god and by
1: the time you've dropped them off come home like if you've literally been to the shops like I mean I don't even have kids at school but like even watching Jade do it I'm like oh that must be so nice your kids go to care five days a week. It's 2.30 before you know it and you're, you're <laughs> yeah. back
0: there and it's always when someone's asleep. But can I just say it's not even that. Like, yeah, it's that, that small period during the day that you have and it's not long. But the other thing that I have a problem with every morning is it doesn't matter how organised we are in terms of finding uniforms, setting it out, we will always be running out the door. It doesn't matter if we get up at 5, 5.30, 7, we will all at two a.m. Don't go to bed the night before. Yumi doesn't sleep. The dog shut in my bed last night. I'm not going to talk about it. All these things that happen, right? Someone or something happens, and you're like, "Okay, there's a delay. There's another delay. There's another delay. Can't find a sock. It was there last yeah. night. Now it's gone.
2: Yeah, where's your shoes? Oh, you got to brush your teeth. Oh, wait, hang on, we've got to comb your hair. No one's brushed their hair yet. <sighs> like it is every single. And we do all of what you just mentioned. Like we set the uniforms out. I have just started doing like cutting up the fruit and veg in their lunchbox the night before because I yeah. feel like I can just get it out and then Game just team. add whatever I need. I feel so you do have some
0: that. sort of routine. Like you're saying that you don't, but these are little mum hacks that you have in your life yeah. that are actually setting you up to some like success. Yeah, and only
2: that's only just... Happen now that I'm home, and because they're Bo's hacks. <laughs> Bo did that, and I was like, What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, just get it up the night before because it's so much easier. And I was like, Yeah, right.
0: Does like, he make the lunches?
2: Uh, we take turns, but I I like doing that because I just, I don't know, like I get, I'm just like, let me just do it. Like I'll just do it. I have a, like I just like know what I'll eat. And yeah. but he, like, they come home with full lunch boxes sometimes though, like, because they just want to play all day. Mm. But yeah, like, so that has just, I've only just realized that that is probably the only routine kind of, like it's all nighttime stuff. So when everyone goes to bed, I'm just like, right. I mop I vacuum I fold clothes I was ironing last night it's just go aren't go are you go. exhausted like by oh. the time everyone goes to sleep I just want to fall
0: asleep yeah I have them. all
1: these grand ideas of things that I'm gonna get done once the girls are asleep and then you know Poppy wants me to lie down with her to go to sleep once I've been horizontal oh, yeah. for more than seven minutes like there's no <laughs> there's productivity there to to left of, well even if I do get up it's like to then go be horizontal somewhere <laughs> yeah. else like it's not yeah. it's not to then iron like I reckon I pull out the iron do you even own an iron I I. I after I had my second child, I decided it's time to be an adult and own an iron because, like, you know, I, like I just don't. Do you iron? I reckon I iron once to twice a year. Okay. And
0: it's just because, <laughs> Sophie, and <it's>, you just <laughs> made out that you were, like, pulling out your iron once a week or once a day. No, I, I was
1: going to say, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I'm Absolutely not. Never. So the fact that you have five kids and your iron actually gets a gig every now and again. Once again, hat off to you.
2: Oh, I have to because their uniforms need to be ironed. Oh. Like you know, they're, they're not just like I like can. So when Caleb was at a different school, I never had to iron and that was amazing. But now he's at a school where he's. that's like a shirt like, material. Like, hand, and yeah, like it's a collared shirt. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not made for homes. No, nah, nah, they <laughs> need no to move school. To that's it. just not. That's just not. <laughs> what there?
0: about a little steamer? I feel like those steamers are really easy and good to work with. Just and the free facial at the same time. Yeah, free <laughs> facial. I have another question. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Just pumping them out as my brain processes them all. The other question I had to you was, can't remember because it's already gone. No, it was, oh, who do you have left at home while the others are at school? So who's where and where's what?
2: So if Caleb and Eli are at school, I have Leo, Solly and Albie. So I still have three of them at home and we travel for like Leo goes to, it's called the Purple Pear Farm. Um, it's an hour away and he has like little farm school. So I take him to that once or twice a week and he just loves that. But apart from that, yeah. So it's still the three little ones. So they don't go to daycare or anything. No, not we. Not no daycare, no babysitters. (laughs) Not just bowing. Do you have any date nights? Yes. So we've just started. Like we're learning. I feel like because we know we're not having any more children, we're kind of trying to find these little hacks all around us. So, yeah, date night is something that I said that I would love to do because I think it's really important to come back to each other and. Obviously, I can't leave Albie at the moment. He was meant to go today and he's like snoring here. (laughs) But yeah, so we have just started like even just a nice dinner together, like a nice meal. Yeah, that's something that I really want to prioritize over the next couple of years. And my sister or my cousin will come or my mum will come and sit with them. But yeah.
1: Can you say to a babysitter? Can you look after my five (laughs) children? No, that is a
2: serious question. And do they charge more?
1: They would charge more for sure. I know our babysitter charges per child. Oh, really? Like it doesn't exponentially increase but it is more because we've left her with our two and then a friend's two and she charged more for that, which I get. But, like, I wonder if they'd go, no, I need to bring in reinforcements.
2: Yeah well when we were at Byron in November we got a babysitter for the night so we could go and have a nice dinner together. I was pregnant with Albie and I said (laughs) I've got four boys and (laughs) and she rocked up and she had them and when I came back she was like they're so easy. She's like I can understand why you've got four kids. She goes they just play with each other and they just kind of team up and I just had to make sure that's like she had eyes on Solly she's like but they just kind of knew what they were doing and they just want to play at the park and then they come home and they wanted to eat and then they kind of just lazed about so I feel like when I say four or five boys I feel like people would run but I do believe that the more that you've got the easier it probably becomes because they entertain themselves. How do you deal with fighting amongst them? Is there much? uh, Yes and no so it's like much of a muchness really it's they if they haven't tired like just like us really if they're tired if they're not feeling themselves they are really good communicators like they'll go like Caleb especially he's the eldest he'll go Leo get out of my space and I'm like all right Leo come on leave him alone but yeah like I have to pull them up on how they talk to one another like just like every parent really like they still bicker and wrestle and someone takes it too far and then you've got to go in there and go all right do you have anything to say to him? Like it's just, and I'm another thing that I'm really learning as well with ages is just trying to set those boundaries for them and myself. So like when Caleb does say, I need my space or when Eli is creating something and all Leo wants to do is destroy what he's creating. So he gets Mm. up and tastes him down the hallway. I have to kind of rein in on that and be like, Leo, you can't go and do that to Eli. Like,
0: And what are your sleep situations like? Does Do any of the boys share rooms or are <laughs> they all in your
2: bed? Yeah, so we bought bunks to think that we could separate them all. But now Caleb and Eli sleep on a single bunk up the top together. Oh, <laughs> <How cute. laughs> up the top. yeah. So they're up the top together and we're trying to put Leo down in the bottom but he will still come in to us and I've just done the whole no dummy with. Solly we're on like day four so he has been oh he's been with us at the moment which is not ideal but we all used to sleep together up until the fourth and fifth like we've all kind of just we live in a four three four bedroom house like three with a study and we use two rooms because we just all huddle in together and yeah I just get in I'm like move over Solly move over Leo I just want this
1: little (laughs) slither.
2: Yeah, Albie get on the boob. (laughs) And how do you find budgeting
1: for such a large family? Like I can't even imagine how much breakfast costs.
2: Oh yeah, so food is our biggest expense. We average around seven to eight hundred dollars a week just in food. They Eat twelve eggs of a morning, like yeah, it's just because they're boys and they're yeah. growing boys. Imagine Tina, your wheat picks, you're gonna have to get shares in wheat picks. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be out there with like my own farm, trying to grow everything, trying to take what I can get because yeah. So and that just that's just something that you can't cut it down. We've tried, but it's like starve them or feed them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it's expensive and. We have our family like the way how we afford that. We have a um family run. My husband's an electrician, and I feel like that's a really good. Like everyone needs an electrician. I feel like there's. I think I
0: need for. him to come to my house and set up my internet <laughs> properly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he is like, and we have a little family run business. So with that comes the way we can afford to eat and live and have yeah five children. But it's definitely financial. Like you, you wouldn't be able to, I feel like you would be able to do it, but you'd be cutting a lot out. Like I love getting like, we go to like a little shop called Organic Feast and a watermelon's like $25, but I get that because, yeah, like it's so expensive. So I'm like, all right, we're going to have to ration this watermelon out, boys, and like I cut it in half and they get spoons and it's gone in one sitting. I'm like, all right. If I see
1: anyone spit out any watermelon, (laughs) like you've grounded for (laughs) three weeks. Every single
2: bit of it. (laughs) But, yeah, no, definitely an expense. And even just simple like school shoes or just things that they then need, like if they need, like gla- like Caleb wears glasses and, yeah, like it's definitely with more children comes more expenses. But we just have not. Have you left. had any broken bones? No, I've had to take Leo to the ER for a split chin and he needed three stitches. And Caleb, because he was premature, he has weak teeth, so he has to go in next week. He has to get put to sleep to get ceramics on some of his molars that need to stay in his mouth yeah so apart from those two things we've had no broken bones or fractures or anything like that no x-rays and how do you
1: find yourself like how do you find dividing up your time for each of your children's like different needs
2: that again is something that I you just learn to move with I don't think there will ever be oh, I get so guilty because I don't think there'll ever be enough of me for them or like and I don't know if that's just the pressure I put on myself but just like when Caleb says "Mom, can you come play handball I just got to say yes I can't say no I'm just folding this or no I've got to do this I just say yes and that's hard because I'm like sometimes I don't want to build blocks <laughs> I don't want to drive the car around the racetrack for the 10th time today like or he asks me can he do something can I try and make that time for him or we do like every day like I'll say or I'm just going out with Leo so I'll just take one of them and we'll go get a hot chocolate together and yeah like so that's becoming more of a regular thing just because I really want to try and make that time for them. Make sure
1: that they're all little individuals rather than like a a slab of child.
2: Uh, A yeah. slab, slab of child. A boys.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it. Can, like that's why I didn't want to sound rude before when I was like, what number is he? Because I know they're not numbers but I feel like in it, it could just get to the point where it's just like they're just like one moving piece. Definitely. But you do have to keep them as yep. individual people with different needs. And- I feel
0: the same at this point. Like now that my oldest daughter is almost eight, I feel like I have to take that time out for the girls individually and have that one-on-one time because they're at such a precious and sensitive age where they actually really need me, like they want one-on-one time. They don't want their sister and their other sister around. They just want mum sometimes and I am now choosing one day a week. Even after school, I said to my husband, whereas I just take one child and we do we we might even just do the shopping together but it's one-on-one time where we have a conversation about life because I feel like we haven't we've been so busy and that's not enough there's no excuse to not spend quality time with them we just have to make it happen
2: and that's it like life in 2020 what one we're in now like life is knows? so busy for everyone like it's not like 50 years ago where mums would stay at home and they would be at home and cook and make the bread it's like life's constant for everyone now and I see Bo walk in and walk out and he sees me walk in and walk out and I see people that I know what well, everyone's doing it like it's every time I talk to someone they're like oh there's always something to do or something to be somewhere to be so, yeah, I really try and pull myself in and go, Caleb just wants to play handball for 10 minutes. I scroll on my phone for 20 minutes. How about I go and play handball with him and mm-hmm. then I can have time for myself. And it's hard because I'm so tapped out some days. Like some days Bo comes home and I'm like, please, just take them. I'm going for a bath. Like I just want to go and put my headphones in and listen to you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, sorry. I, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to you on um, the mental load. Oh, And I really, really understood where you were coming from, Sophie, with the age and like with Goldie. And you were saying that she just gets into everything and she's constant. And five months ago, if that was the time we were going to have another baby, blocky ears, Albie, I'm really sorry, but I would not have had another baby in that age gap because that was really hard. He's into everything. He was like, I would walk out of the room and come back and he's tipped the whole jug of water over. It could have been boiling hot for him, he knew. Like yeah. he's got all he's in the pantry. He's pulled out flour, he's pulled out coconut milk. It's everywhere. I'm like And, and no matter just,
1: how prepared you think you are, that they, they just yep. find something else. Something,
2: yeah. And that really like, oh, he was breaking me daily. I was like, I cannot deal with you. Like, how what do I do with you? Like you're just constant. I was saying to when I seen my friends, I was like, does anyone want this child? Like is there Mm. a refund policy on this thing? Because I didn't have the other boys won't like him. Even with
1: Poppy having broken her leg, everyone's like, how's Poppy doing? I'm like, she's fine because she can sit there and draw or do puzzles. I was like, it's Goldie who's going to drive me up the wall because her being inside all day is just, she just destroys. She just constantly. What have you found the biggest or the hardest transition like, two to three kids, three to four kids, zero to one kids.
2: I, I think transitions never really got me. It's more age gaps. Mm. So like I'm finding it. So when I had Albie, like I'm, we're only starting to get into a groove now. And as you guys would know, once you have a baby, it's a whole dynamic shift. It's like the house gets completely pulled apart and you need to kind of put everything back again. And I'm finding that with Albie now, like he has witching you like you would never believe. And that, when he cries it's not I don't want to use the word stress because it's not more stress it's like a internal trigger like I just can't Mm. talk I sweat like you name it I'm just like oh I can't why is he crying like and all he does is want me and then I'm sitting there going I haven't got anything ready for dinner the boys haven't been bathed I've got school tomorrow, or I've got to go here tomorrow, or it's farm play tomorrow. I've done nothing, and it, then that's when it's nine o'clock at night, and he finally sleeps like he is now. And no, and I'm like,
0: oh, do you feel I, like that does that to you though? Because you know that it is you that is the one that has to eventually do something to make him go to sleep. Like I feel with with Yumi, even though Nick does get up in the middle of the night, I. Am always that that internal trigger where you're like, I have to make that stop eventually. Like it is going to be me, so I can't just fall back asleep because I'm going to have to deal with it. Because that some baby point.
2: wants you, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So it's not so much one to two. I feel like the get the smaller the age gap, as crazy as that sounds, the better it is because. Mm. It is blurry. It was a blurry year and a half, but they are just the best of buds. Like they mm. just follow each other around. They were drawing pictures yesterday trying to sell them for 50 bucks. I was like, that's <laughs> Go for it, guys. Go. <laughs> <It's> my <laughs> boys.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. like, that's
2: they want two
1: watermelons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so they just kind of their ideas are similar and they really gravitate towards each other. And then Leo comes in who's four in September, and because he's still trying to communicate and understand and know how to play and how to interact, that he frustrates them. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like it wasn't more the transition from one to two, two to three. It's the age gaps that i found that are very, yeah. like that has challenged me. Or even um, I
1: guess the stage they're at because I definitely found the yeah. jump from zero to one harder than from one to two. But now yeah. that... Goldie is so much more demanding than I found she was at a newborn. Now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe this transition is harder, but it's just constantly reassessing with their ages. And yeah, her constantly annoying Poppy, but then I know probably in six months they'll be able to play really well together. And I'll be like, oh no, this is fantastic. This is a great idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. It's like, I feel like literally motherhood, and uh, you probably hear it all the time, but it definitely is seasons. It's like summer, autumn, winter, spring, but it's just, not summer autumn, winter spring it's all different kinds in one day ages and yeah (laughs) like ages and where they're at in life and if they how they communicate and what is their interest at that time and it's just constantly changing and when people say to me like I say that all the time like it is constantly changing in our home like it's never like what I believed or thought was great 12 months ago may not be what I thought was great and believe now because they've changed And I need to then adapt to that. And yeah, it's... We um, had one
0: question that came in and it was, did you have any gender disappointment?
2: I definitely had gender disappointment. I never thought about it though until my car seats (laughs) in the car were filling up. So like, I never was like, when I was pregnant with Eli, I was like, I wanted a girl. I never thought that. When I was pregnant with Leo, I never was like, oh, I wish it was a girl. It was... A little bit when I was pregnant with Solly and I found out he was a boy, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I, everyone's like, what's your intuition say? I'm like, no, nah, I think it's a girl. I, yeah. <laughs> and not nah, my intuition is shit. It was not a girl <laughs> both times over. <laughs> and then with Albie, there's a lot of outside pressure that you've got to filter through when you've had so many children and they're the same gender. And it's just the way it is. Like, I think everyone's like, maybe people think that you'd be happier to switch it up a little bit. And you also believe in your mind that that's what is expected. Like you're like, oh, I've got four boys, a girl would be nice. Or I've got three girls, a boy would be nice. It's like, yeah, it definitely, when I found out that Albie was a boy, I was just standing out under the tree and I just dropped to my knees and cried. Like I cried and it was like, not just a cry, like I haven't cried like that ever, I don't think. Like it was a real release and a grieving period that I went through that I would never have a daughter. And I'm really close with my grandmother, like so close. And I just wanted to continue that. And it's again an expectation. I could have had a daughter and she might grow up and go, my mom's a batshit crazy. Like, <laughs> don't gel with her. Or we could be like my grandmother and I. So, yeah, definitely was very upset but not upset because he wasn't a girl just upset that that was my last chance and that was it and that I was like I had all these expectations in my head that we'd be able to go and do this together and we'll be able to do that together and so yeah and then once I kind of grieved and got through that it was yeah it was really good
1: but good on you for saying that. I feel like it's something that's, you know, not spoken about ever ever and like women or mothers or parents are made to feel guilty. It's not that you don't want the child that you have, but you are still able to, you know, for a little while grieve the what if of
2: oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it is like people do say, oh, you obviously a healthy baby is what you want. It's what every mother wants. Even you don't even need to say that. It's just I feel like it's just programmed in us mothers to know that that's what we want is a healthy baby. But there's still things that we can gravitate to that go, oh, yeah, a little girl would be nice. I wonder what she would look like or a little like for you, Jade, or a little boy would be nice. I wonder what he would look like. And it's just I feel like, yeah, it's definitely a thing. And it's normal. It's so normal.
0: My husband said to me yesterday, I don't know what I was wearing but I look semi-pregnant and he was like, he looked at me and he's like, hey, if, what if I said like if I really wanted a fourth and I got like my vasectomy untied, would you have another one? And I was like, I cannot believe this is three <laughs> times now in the space of six months you he have asked all the time. about a child. And I'm guaranteeing yeah. if it's one if you're wondering what it would be like if we had a boy, it would probably be a girl. But I would have to have someone like what do you call it surrogacy pregnancy, and then have how ha- I'm just not there to have a fourth child. I was like, I don't know if you did absolutely everything in terms of carried it as well. Then yeah, probably, <laughs> but it's never going to happen.
2: Yeah, and I think you it might need like a new will- wife. Yeah, I think as well. We're, like just on you saying that. That like I've never felt so grounded and content with my family like I do now. And mm. when I had Solly, it was about four days after I had him. I said, "Bo, there's another baby coming," and he was like, "What?" And I'm like, God. "I know there's another You're baby." Like, not coming. now. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, delay right, going. He's like, I'm leaving you. You're done. You're on your own. <laughs> um, and he's like, he thought I was crazy. And I was like, no, I just know. Like, it was like, I'm like, I I know we'll have another baby. He's like, no, nah, I'm not. Like, he's like, I'm definitely done. And then that's when we started talking about it. And I said the other day when we are talking about, like, gender and stuff, I said, if someone said to me, Liz, Bo can get his reversal and it would 100% be a girl. He's got no boys left in him. I wouldn't do it. I yeah. just you know, you're done. I'm just so content and in love with having five boys. I think it's something really special to me now. How do you
1: feel if someone said you would definitely have a boy next?
0: It's exactly the same. So if you had have said that when I was with, I had Mia and Billy and it was the third, I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. But now that I have three girls and just the way everyone is, and I'm, I'm going to admit that, I, I don't know. I think that Ideally, in my mind, I would be better at having two children, but I have three children and it is what it is. I don't know if fourth would even it out. There's something in my brain that I just, I I don't know if I need even numbers or if that would make it easier, but I am content with three because I couldn't possibly think of what four would be like. And how I would be.
2: Yeah. And I think as well, you know, you know, in yourself, like, you know, what your maximum capacities are. Like, yeah, Correct. I definitely think that. And some of us have like people say to me, oh, like, how do you have five children? And I believe that we all have those moments where it's like we all have different coping mechanisms. We all cope differently in different situations. Like you can drop all your children off to me. And I might breeze through it, but then you might put me in a situation where I'm yeah. like, oh, not, not coping. Not and also, coping. I just yeah. wanted to say that
0: this weekend, I had, like, for some reason, I had two kids the whole weekend. So Billy had a sleepover, and then Mia had a sleepover. So I just had two children. And I'm not saying two children's easy. I'm saying that if you have, say, five children, and then you, one goes away and you have four, how much easier it is, or how much difference it makes to have just that one less it's a like whole human if you have being. two kids it's a whole like if human you said being. oh puppy's going with shimmy and you just have goldie like i can't it was an absolute game changer this weekend i actually felt like i was breathing a little lighter and i felt like i was relaxing it was such a strange feeling to have Mm. because I haven't had it for you know probably over two years and yeah I don't know if anyone feels the same but for me I was blown away by just having that one break I was like wow this is so different
1: and it's all perspective I guess because when I only had one child and I was parenting one I found it so hard like you can Mm. only know the situation you're in and you probably find parenting five actually not that much harder than maybe what you found parenting one because at the time. Parenting one was all you'd ever known.
2: A hundred percent. And I definitely feel that like we, Poe and I, when we take them anywhere and we've only got one or two, we'll always say to each other, oh, so this must be what it feels like to have only one child or have only two child." But I think as well, we have the brain capacity to have five children so it feels easier. Because mm. when we had Caleb and we only had one child, raising Caleb was the hardest we ever yep. felt in being a mum and dad, like we were just like, he was just screamed all the time. We had no idea what we were doing and I was like, whoa. Like, So you're telling me I should have a fourth?
1: (laughs) So I'm I'm telling telling you (laughs) no.
2: Because you can't take him (laughs) back. (laughs) I'll bring over my five boys and you can let me know how you go. Yeah, please do. (laughs) No, that would be, I reckon, like, and kids also gravitate to each other. So some people are like, oh, I have really easy days because they're outside all day. And they will be outside and they'll play together so well. Like yesterday was so amazing. Like I had the best day with them. I got so much washing done, which is like, yes, I'm living the dream over here. And yeah, and they just all played and they were happy. And I just yeah fed them all day, and it was a really easy day. And then Saturday, like Saturday afternoon, there was just emotions flying everywhere, and I was like, you can all get out, like,
1: yeah,
0: go,
2: leave, please.
0: Popping on the street. Yeah. I was going to ask about sickness. Like, does like when when one goes down, does the whole family go down? How do you deal with sickness?
2: Yeah, so we don't really get sick. It's
0: a watermelon, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it's definitely the watermelon. worth its weight in gold. Yeah, no, we got we've got tummy bugs, and definitely like so. It's a, when one goes down, I that really sets me off, and it's Bo's got like a low white blood cell count. So it's usually him that brings it in, but he hasn't been sick for quite some time. But usually if it's like a stomach bug, it's, yeah, one will go down a day later, oh, yep, and then a day later. But that hasn't happened for, it would be over 12 months now, if not two years. Like we haven't been sick for quite some time. But we also don't have children, like we don't have them in care or anything like that, so they don't, uh, we're just all together all the time, like so if they're going to pick something up it'll be like at the shops or something because we're quite isolated from those kind of all being together or the boys bringing stuff in but yeah if it usually if one goes down we're yeah all going down but i haven't had a stomach bug since yeah. i was 21 so i'm I'm cherry. wow and you're <laughs> yeah. probably
1: actually just pregnant
2: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> it was one of
1: your five parasites
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have had one of those I, I did come back from Bali with a parasite it was horrible but <laughs> yeah I haven't been sick for quite some time <laughs> and finally how do you
1: feel about raising boys and how are you consciously raising you know respectful kind boys in today's day and age
2: I just think that if I can continue to work on myself and continue to, like I said, once you know better, you do better. So like if I continue to set those boundaries for them, how they treat people and how they treat each other, there's no, just because they're your brother, you can choose to act like that. There's none of that here. It's one like standard of how we act is applies to everyone and I jump on it if they do do something that they shouldn't do but I'm trying to consciously parent them so then they can yeah see that I'm their role model and that's how we are I hope that they know and feel that while I'm raising them and yeah just keep educating myself and just wing the rest of it <laughs> really
1: oh <laughs> because, um, so good
2: yeah you're such a
1: calming
0: I know you're fort. great yeah
2: <laughs> yeah no I had someone say yesterday or not yesterday when I was at the farm I feel like it was like I don't even know what day it is anymore but um when we were at farm school she was like I was actually talking to the lady in the shops and she said there's this lady that comes in with four children and she's pregnant and she's really calm and like she's got this calm about her and I'm like inside my head I'm probably screaming. Like yeah. <laughs> inside my head I'm probably like get in, let's get out. <laughs> but no, I really love it. I love being a mum to the boys and, yeah, I'm really like just so grateful that that's where I've landed at 27. It's pretty cool.
0: Well, it sounds like you are doing an absolutely wonderful job and we thank you so much for coming on and telling us your
2: story. No, thank you so much for having me. I hope your listeners enjoy listening to me ramble on about having five boys.
1: (laughs) So good. Thank you so much, Eliza. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram
1: at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.